So I, this weekend, yesterday, whatever, I was listening to David Dobrik and Jason Nash's podcast a lot. I really like them. I think they're really funny. Um, and someone, David Dobrik was talking about how like someone, a friend or something like came up to them and was like, oh, I listened to your podcast. I think the person was like famous, like really famous. Um, and they were like, oh, I, I really like your guys' podcast. Um, and they were like, really? And he was like, he said how like, I feel like every person that has a podcast, when someone compliments their podcast, they're like, really? Like, it's the creative outlet that people are so, like, not proud of. We're like, and I totally get it because, like, people, if someone's like, oh, I really, I read that thing you wrote. I really like it. I get, like, giddy. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. I put a lot of work into it. People are like, oh, I listen to your podcast. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> All right. So on that note, roll intro. <laughs> This is Throwing Down with Jess and Lily. That makes no sense. You can be funny and not be offensive. The same way this is your workspace, this is my workspace too. It's never just sports. It's never just sports. It's never just sports. You'll be a little smarter and we'll be a little smarter and it will be great. I was close to being right. You know what's interesting? If you don't agree with this, then just turn us off. Just turn us off. Oh, all right. On that note. We're throwing down. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to Throwing Down with Jess and Lily. I'm Lily Caffrey-Levine. I'm Jess King. And welcome back to the sports podcast where we talk about all the non-sports parts of sports. Um, Today, we're going to get a little bit more into the NFL and what's going on um, about with ratings, with COVID. It all comes together. It's everything's connected. Um, And we are going to bring on expert or... mm, super passionate expert, David Connolly um, from Center Field on to talk about that. Um, But first, I need to start out with a story. It's not a story. It's like just a little little bit. Um, I went golfing again this morning. (laughs) Um, I played nine holes at 9 a.m. And now I would just like to say I play nine holes of golf like every five years. And I have now played 18 holes in one week. So I have like heard of last week's story by Lily where she says she never plays golf and she texted me today. Hey, I just played some golf. I just was like, um, oh, like, can, can you call me later? Talk about the episode. So I was like, I'm actually golfing right now. It was also 9am, which I'm up at 9am and I'm like working very like cut, like rolled up in a blanket in my pajamas. Working hard. So like I had like, I just want to like give myself credit. I was fully dressed like in real clothes. I had makeup on. I was carrying my golf bag and it was 9am. It actually felt like I was, I was getting ready to leave. And I was like, this is the first time I felt like I was in high school in like a really, really long time. Cause I went with my dad and my dad used to drop me off at school. And I was like, he would always like, I'm always running late. Um, for school, I used to always like run late for school in high school. Um, and he was kind of like, come on, we got to go. We got to go. Like, we're going to miss our tea time. And I was like, oh, I feel like I'm in high school again. This is fun. Where Lily was not just late for school in high school. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. In high school. I tried to. Iced coffee in hand. Walks class. Me after. I'll be there for five minutes. I'm like thinking around. I'm like, what is Lily like not coming to class today? Like, what's going on? I was never that late. Okay. Another disclaimer, every, my friends love to act like I'm like 45 minutes late to everything. I would roll in at like 931. Fashionably late. Um, but yeah, really, 
Okay. When you're in a I'll class of like five to ten people and it's the yeah. same ten people and like that one person that you just stop after a while turning your head because you know somebody opens the door and everyone's like, yeah. <gasps> but you kind of just stop turning your head because it's Lily every time. Well, there was also the time I was super, super, super early to class. Um, and this was like almost a year ago, which is, it came up in like my camera roll. So I saw it. Um, I was really, really early to class, like a full hour because I came directly from the airport. I was in Minnesota, not directly from the airport. I went to Minnesota for the weekend. Um, and then took like, not a red eye, but my flight got in to JFK at like three in the morning. So I stayed with my friend, um, in the city for the night. Cause I didn't want to, like, if I got the train back. Um, to Poughkeepsie, I wouldn't have been able to like get home from the train station. Um, so I stayed with my friend in New York, um, woke up, we had a 9.30 class and it's a two hour train back. So I woke up at like four, grabbed some bagels, um, and like rolled into class with my like suitcase and our professor, and I was there so early. My professor walks in to like put papers or whatever, like on the, the table in the classroom. And I'm sitting there with like my backpack in my suitcase. And he's just like, what? who are you? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> um, so I actually, I played way worse today. My dad was like, you should follow up on last week's, um, update on your golf game this week. And I was like, yeah, that's a good point. Um, no, I was exhausted. I was half asleep, I think for the first two holes. Um, and the course was packed. Let me tell you for 9am on a Monday during a pandemic, Those I was retirees. like, yeah, but so in front of me, there were four guys that I think were retirees. Um, and then we played and there was no one behind us for a little while. And then there was like these four guys behind us that um, seemed like they were our age, maybe a little bit older. Um, and they like, they kind of, we were waiting for the guys in front of us. So then they kind of caught up to us they were like watching me tee off. And I was like, oh, all right, I, I was like, and here's my thing. My golf game, I said this last week. Like, if you want to, like, go out and have a really nice time and just enjoy the day in golf, like, I'm the person to go with. We're going to have fun. But if you're, like, you're really into, like, you want to play super, super, super well and you want to focus, like, I'm not the person to golf with. Like, I don't. A man man or a woman on a mission to play golf, don't. Don't golf with me. Like, if you want to go out and have a nice day, that's, that's the kind of game I'm playing. I'm like, win or lose we didn't even have a scorecard this time like we were just out there to like play whatever like low pressure and I think it's super fun um but they're like watching me tee off like literally lined up watching and I was like okay this isn't the fucking U.S. Open you why don't you check your phone or something like do something that you do like you look um, at your phone in an uncomfortable situation even though you have no hips like and I was like I I was like I feel like they're waiting for me to make take a bad swing so that they can make fun of me jokes on them all of my swings are bad Um, um I was like it's gonna be bad anyways you don't have to take bets on it um no, but I had a really nice time. I played my best shot, I will say, of my best swing of the day was my dad was teeing off. I was sitting in the cart checking Twitter. So I'm just like not even there. I walk up to the hole, put the ball on the tee, don't practice swing, nothing, just tee it off. And it was like the best shot I took all day with absolutely no care or attention to detail. <laughs> That's Twitter for you. <laughs> That's Twitter for you. Put me in the right mindset. So, um, no, my dad wants us to go again next week, so I don't know. Maybe I'll get the thing that you're going to be doing now. I don't know. Um, maybe it's so going to be your thing. No, I someone I was talking to my friend, um, and I was like, um, 
talking about like scheduling or something. And I was like, oh, I'm actually like, I have a tea time at nine tomorrow. And they were like, how's your game? And I said, I won't find it, but I was like, it is, and I cannot stress the severity of this word enough, horrendous. <laughs> um, but I had a good time. So that um, was my morning this morning. Um, 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 so in other things in going other on. real news, what do we? We have a lot of things going on, like we mentioned, with the NFL, COVID, just, all over the place. It's I just want to give a disclaimer here that there is just absolutely no way that we could fit all of the actual news happening into this. So we are going to quite literally just skim the very surface of it because everybody knows that there's a ton going on. It was the craziest weekend ever. And my tweet of the week reflects that, but we'll get to that later. Jess, give us the news. In terms of sports, we have MLB playoffs are really going through division series. We had the Yankees and the Rays and the Astros and the A's kick off game one. The Yanks took a win from the Rays, nine to three. They kind of demolished it. Um, The Astros, unfortunately, uh, took the lead in game one, so they're up 1-0. Hopefully the A's can come back and just get them the fuck out of here because I cannot watch them on TV anymore. It's just embarrassing. Um, Marlins and the Braves and the Padres and the Dodger also go off on game ones tonight, so we'll get into all of that. NBA finals are in full swing. And like we keep saying, if you don't know that, I can't help you. I just want to remind you guys that by this time next week, if not a little earlier, well, definitely by this time next week, we will have a new NBA champion for uh, the 2020 abbreviated season, if that's what we're going for. Um, Do I think it's going to be the Heat? Yes. That was a good, I like that. I really don't effect. know because I've been thinking about this so much. I want, I don't even know who I want to win, which is like my favorite type of basketball. Like we all know, I am a Knicks fan, but I cheer for other teams as I seem fit per game in a series, playoffs, yada, yada. Here, I am so torn that it actually turns out to be the most satisfying situation for me to be in mm-hmm. in terms of viewing and watching the game yeah. because I'm like oh my god that was sick oh that was sick like all the plays are great I think it's good basketball I am very at peace with yeah them. and the WNBA playoffs could end tonight yes um so we'll see how that happens well this is Tuesday so we are all up for grabs here things might be different by the time you listen to this on Wednesday um with that we're gonna bring in yeah so we're gonna get into talking about like just said a lot of news this week with covid in the nfl and covid everywhere um so let's get into that a little bit when are we gonna be watching football let's find out right now all right so we are joined by gambling extraordinaire dave Connolly. um I know you know a lot. Sports gambling extraordinaire. Yeah, yeah, sports gambling. You know far more than I ever will about lines and bets and things like that. Not Um, a life gambler, just a sports gambler. Just sports makes it sound a little better. Um, Who Dave Connolly, who also has strong feelings on the dual Monday night football games um, that have happened week one, obviously, and now happened this past week because of positive COVID tests. 
So Dave, what are your like overall thoughts on having two Monday night football games? Why do you think that's better? Um, there's obviously a lot of ratings questions that go into this, a lot of Corona questions that go into it. So I just want to hear some of your thoughts on double Monday night football games. Um, yeah, I mean, it's something that I don't know how long back it goes, but it's something the league has done for a while in terms of just for week one. So when they did the two games, which was, um, I forgot the first one, the second one was Broncos Titans week one. Um, that's something they've done every year. And every single year people are like, why are there two night games on, you know, why are they doing this? And um, I think when you have like eight or nine games before everyone's on bye weeks, when you, you have like eight or nine one o'clock games every single week. And it just, it doesn't make sense to me how there's all those one o'clock games, they're all eating off of each other's plates in terms of revenue and ratings. When you could stick one, maybe move like they do for week one and like they did last night, the first game, Patriots Chiefs started at seven, and then the second game at like nine-ish. And I also, I tweeted last night, put them on the same network, and then you could have like a split screen of them while they're overlapping for about an hour, which I don't think would be a bad idea at all. Um, and I think it-, it Now you're it, getting technical with it. Now you're like yeah, throwing you're a wrench really, into things. <laughs> no, but-, um, but you also have to think of people on the um, people on the West Coast. Their NFL Sunday ends at like eight thirty. And it starts at like and 9 it starts at like ten a.m. Ten a.m. Yeah. So I mean, when games are ending at eight thirty, you have a bunch of you have a whole market of people. Even in Mountain Time Zone, it ends at nine thirty. You have a whole mm -hmm. market of people and people like me. I live I live East Coast. You know, I'm in New York and and I I stay up and I watch all the games. You know, I know plenty of people who do that. That's not out of the norm. So, yeah, but to play devil's advocate here, say the game start, so the game last night on Monday started at 7. What if it started at 6.30? That would almost cut into a, the right. end of a work day for a lot of people, which would stop them from being able to get into those games. And that game, it wasn't like an East Coast game. That was watched by a lot of people across the nation. So that it's so weird because we're so thrown off on the time when it's three, four hours. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, that's a critical three hours there. Yeah. Well, and, and last night's a poor example because Falcons Packers was just like a regularly scheduled. Like if you were doing this season by season, I would only put West coast games on for the second game, if that makes sense. So that's what I was going to say in that the whole thing here is that if you have games on Monday nights, which now there's only one, under normal circumstances, are primetime games. They're games that theoretically everybody wants to be watching. That's why they're the only game on on Monday. So if you're adding more games on Monday, do they become you, – you're kind of splitting the primetime. So you can have primetime for East Coast and then primetime for West Coast. Obviously, sometimes it overlaps, but that's, like, another way to think of it because, like you said, you're, you, you miss out on a lot of people uh, – maybe not a lot, but some – by – starting games at 10 a.m. and ending them at 8.30 if you're on the West Coast. Um, or if you're on the East Coast, watching a game that starts at 8.30 that ends at midnight under the worst circumstances. Yeah, and I think that um, another aspect of it is also that a lot of times you'll see a night game, whether it's a Thursday, Sunday, Monday, whatever, and it's just a total stinker. The game sucks. It's over by halftime. It's two teams you don't really care about, which we've seen pretty Broncos, much. Broncos, Jets. Pretty much every Thursday week night football. Thursday night this season. Um, I mean, this Thursday is really the first, other than the beginning of the season, which wasn't really a close game at any point with um, Texans Chiefs. Bucks Bears is the first real good Thursday night game mm -hmm. we're getting this season so far. 
So um, I think if you put two into the mix, um, one, it offers a lot of smaller market teams. I've been a Buccaneers fan, like my entire life and smaller market team. I mean, they've played on Sunday night football like once in my entire life. Mm -hmm. So you give smaller market teams more options to play at night, which is really big. Um, you have to look at the comparative advantage of um, if a team's playing at 1 p.m., are they bringing in more revenue and more ratings than they would if they were splitting prime time with another team or another game on Monday night? So, well, so that's like a part of this whole conversation about when games are played that I think has like come up a lot more this year or this season is that like you said, you're a Bucks fan, live in New York. So it's mm -hmm. not, that's not your, you don't live in your market. So when there's 12 games on at 1 p.m., like the first couple weeks of the season, you miss either people that live out of market miss out on those games unless you have, unless you like subscribe, um, which is like absurdly expensive. Mm -hmm. um, or you're also splitting all those ratings with all those different people because people are watching the primetime game at 1 p.m. and not any of the other games. They're only being watched in market. So it's like, if you spread out the games more, then you're going to get more viewership across the board. Like the ratings have gone down 11% this season. Mm -hmm. The NFL has said that they believe it's largely due to the presidential election. They say that Anthem protests have, they believe have nothing to do with it. I don't know what's true and what's not. I think if you're going to stop watching the NFL, which is I think more exciting than it ever has been um, because of peaceful protests, then I think you should then you're missing out like you're missing out on football because you don't see athletes as people and you see them as props for your entertainment and that's your own problem maybe take the time that you're not watching football and like read a book or something um <laughs> but you're also so like ratings are going down and for all of these maybe reasons but like I also think like is another reason that there's 12 games on at 1 p.m and I can only watch one of them and then there's two games on at four and I don't really want to watch either of them. So, like, how does the NFL kind of – do you think there's a way that the NFL can solve this ratings problem by scheduling better? I think things need to be spread out. So the issue is the only reason Monday night would work is because no one wants to play Thursdays. That's been known. Athletes have said it for years. They don't like Thursday night games, and that's why most teams get one. I don't think any team this year has, a, has two Thursday night games. I don't think they're allowed to schedule like that. Um, they also try to connect them with bye weeks and things like that so that teams don't have to play, you know, um, some teams are playing, you know, two games in like four days. Um, so I think that really you're kind of stuck with, with what we have right now, which is you could maybe incorporate Saturday, but you're just cutting into college football and you're in college football practically. People say the NFL is a day of the week. College, college football has the same thing in terms of Saturdays. Yeah. So I don't think that's really a viable option. So you're really stuck to Sunday, Monday, Thursday. I'm not sure Friday's the best idea. Other well, there's Friday. another date they've been throwing in Tuesdays now because yeah. of the COVID thing. That's like yeah. why we're kind of talking about all this right now. Teams have – the Titans had the a coronavirus outbreak. They had to postpone games, reschedule. So while we had two Monday night games today, it wasn't just because they wanted to. It was because they had to. Mm -hmm. They had to move them to fit them into the schedule because of COVID. So now they're saying moving forward, the NFL released new guidelines. They will either fine a team, make them forfeit if they're purposely not following 
the guidelines that they put in place. And some of that includes video camera systems in team facilities to make sure that everybody is following the rules. Oh, Belichick's going to fucking love that one. So a solution was Monday, two Monday night games occasionally, or Tuesdays. Why is Tuesdays weird? Like, I read that and I said, ew. Well, I haven't heard anybody any argument against the dual Monday night games. Everyone is like largely in favor of it. And I think has been for kind of a while. It hasn't, it's not taught, it hasn't been talked about as much until recently, but it's, it's so classic NFL to me that they only start doing it now that they're backed into a corner by a deadly virus. When it's like, maybe you should have been doing this the whole time because when there's two Monday night games on, granted, like there's a few weeks. Well, I mean, like in a normal year, there's a few weeks out of the year where there's nothing else on, on Sundays. There's going to be some playoff baseball for a little while. Um, and then there's going to be hockey and basketball eventually, but those are the beginnings will the end and then the beginnings of the season. So like football kind of becomes the priority. So it's likely there's nothing on, on a Monday night. I'd be more than happy to sit and watch two football games or a um, Tuesday. Yeah. Or a Tuesday. And that was something that I thought about just with the Corona thing of like, is it helpful to just space games out more? Obviously I don't think, I mean, then you have to talk to players on like, do they want to play on a Tuesday? I'm sure there's going to be arguments against it. But again, everybody's just backed into a corner now. It's like, and would Tuesday be that week? So say like, yeah, what is Tuesday? So would as? if we had a Tuesday night game tonight, would that be week four, or would it be the beginning of week five? It'd have to still be week four. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Tu- no, Tuesday's like a okay. The week technically starts on Sunday. Um. But, but Monday night games week, are included if you're thinking like fantasy football. Thursday. Yeah, Tuesday would definitely just be an extension of that week if the game got postponed. It's a mess. Um, well, so super weird. It's I all think weird. it would throw off all of fantasy football. I think it would be yeah. super weird. I the mean, layout of people's drafts, like, I mean, waivers I mean, on Wednesday. Is fantasy football yeah. not already thrown off? Because I had to change my lineup like yeah. 18 times on Sunday because – Games were canceled and they weren't canceled, which I think uncanceling the game was a bad move. Um, it, the game sucked also, so I was like, oh, we went through all of that for this game. Um, you just got to pay more attention now. I, I mean, I completely dropped the ball. I had the Steelers as my defense one of my leagues, and I forgot that the game was postponed because they rescheduled – the Chiefs game, and I was like, okay, like, I wasn't really paying attention to the news this weekend, and I was like, it was Monday, I was so busy at work, and I was like, oh my fucking god, I'm gonna lose this week if I don't put a defense in. And, and the yeah. NFL, the NFL got lucky that, that um, they were able to move that Steelers-Titans game so yeah. because they shared, they were, they were a week off of each other's bye week. The Titans had, I believe, week eight, and yes. the Steelers had seven, but the Steelers were playing the Ravens on week eight, who also had week seven by week, so they just moved the game. It was something like that. So they were easily able to – It's like uh, a Sudoku puzzle. You're literally. like, okay, that it one is. has to go They're there. They're all going to get super confused. I can't even follow this when I'm reading it out written, let alone having to create this type of fixed schedule for them. Like, that's what they said. They're either going to fix the bye weeks or they're going to throw two, a couple Monday night games on and then maybe a Tuesday. Like, how weird would it be seeing a Tuesday game? So I have a crazy idea. You cancel bye weeks um, as they are now, and everybody's bye week is just pending. So then if week 10 comes around and you haven't used your bye week, then they'll schedule it. 
but I think, like I said, this is the tip of the iceberg. Like, th- there's been... Then what if you have, like, five teams that don't ever have to move their games, or two or three teams even, and then they all have the same bye week? Then the ratings will be higher for those games when there's only five on. <laughs> so, unless it's, like, a good five. Like in the yeah, I mean, no. We could then you're just stuck watching the Giants and the Jets. We'll end, you will end up with Jets, Broncos, Giants. We'll and the like, Dolphins. <laughs> oh, I have a, one I, week on a Sunday. Totally off topic, but I have a fun question, and I want your guys' input on it. Um, I was talking with somebody about, like, the concept of what a bubble would look like for the NFL, and it's super complicated because – the way the days are. Um, it's really the only viable way to do it and ensure or close to ensure a successful season. There's so many people. There's, it's a lot of people, but you'd have to do some kind of like coastal thing, like either do conferences or whatever it is. Um, so we were like, oh, would you just play your own conference until like week 14 or whatever? And then I was like, you should just do it by state. So like the entire season, all it would just be Jets, Giants, Bills, like some Stop. rotation of that. And I was like, I was like, I can't believe I'm about to say this. Stop. I think, I think if the Jets, Giants, and the Bills were the entire season, they just played each other, the Bills would go undefeated. Oh yeah. So thought thoughts on that, Jess? They would, no doubt about it. It would be like a dumpster fire in New York for months on end. Like it. I would... mean, also. It's disgusting. It literally would be disgusting. The Bills are the only New York football team. Yeah. Yeah, they are. This is the same thing I argue about with the Nets. Don't even get me started. They, okay, the Jersey. You want them back in Jersey? They're not from New York. So, but (laughs) you're trying to like push them back? Yes, they can go back. It's just annoying because they weren't from New York in the first place. And like the audacity of people across the country to couple New Jersey and New York together so often is sickening to me. Well, they should have like the hockey format where you have a Long Island team, a Northern New York team, and like a New York City team. So like the Giants would be the, the city team. The Jets can move to Long Island because that's, that's where they're from. And then you'd have the Bills. And that's kind of like where their fan base like kind yeah. of associates with anyway. I think like people more or less do that in their own brain. But the fact of the matter is the facility is in Jersey and they. But just, then on the off chance they ever won a Super Bowl, the parade would be in New York. Who knows? I kind of feel bad for like the that people would be of Jersey. Because Jersey's you know what, kind, kind of like taken advantage of. Well, who cares? Dave, why are one you? Of ours because I don't want both of those pieces of shit. Like, take one off my ass. What made you a Bucks fan if you're from New York? Um, so I mean, I, I get little, it, but when I was little, I forgot how I got it, but my mom got me this, like this seed, this, uh, CD and it was, it was for a PlayStation and I put it in and it was just a bunch of like demo games, like to mm-hmm. see if you wanted to buy the actual game. And one of them was like this foot, it, it wasn't Madden, but it was like this, like backyard type of, it wasn't backyard football either. It was this like, you know, like street type of football game. And it came out the year after the Raiders and the Buccaneers played in the Super Bowl and the Buccaneers destroyed them. So um, I started playing it and I was just like, wow, I really like these guys. Like they're pirates. They're so cool. They're the, like the red team. Cause like the Raiders are black and white. I'm like, Oh, why are the referees pl- tackling me? Like, this <laughs> so, so I just, I, I liked the Bucks. I started watching them. I kind of liked the, the underdog mentality of the team because they weren't very good. 
Um, they were they were solid the years after the Super Bowl, but um, post I mean post two thousand seven, you could make a case that they are up to today the worst NFL franchise, other than maybe the Browns. And the Browns have at least had some promise within the last few years. But yeah, Bra- I would say Browns, Lions, Bucks are in a real tough, real tough bout for who is the saddest franchise of the twenty tens. The thing about the Browns is that they are. They have this, like, iconically bad storyline to them where, like, the Bucks and the Lions are bad. Mm-hmm. But the Browns, like, are – and I feel mean saying this, but the Browns are so bad that when they won their first game in, like, two or three years or whatever it was, I, like, remember exactly oh. where I was and what I was doing because that's how big it was. Yeah, that Thursday night game against the Jets. I was the Red Sox. The Red. I'll tell you where I was. The Red Sox had just clinched a spot in the playoffs yeah. at Yankee Stadium. I was at the game, and then we went to stands after, and it was on the TV. And it's like Red Sox and Yankees fans at a sports bar in New York after like a really um, intense game. And everyone's like, the fucking Browns won a game. And I'm like, what is happening here? They're like, uh, is suddenly, this life? <laughs> everyone was like friends suddenly. Like Red Sox, Yankees didn't matter. We were all Browns fans that night. They were the lovable losers. They were they were definitely the worst team of the 2000s, for yeah. sure. And I um, think you could definitely make They probably were the 2010s as well. So how do you feel now? How have you been feeling the past couple weeks? Um, This is... This is a big stretch of, I think, like five primetime games in like seven weeks for the Bucks. So this is something I, – I, I don't think they've had five primetime games since I was like 10 yeah. up until now. Like, like in that span, I don't think we've had five primetime games. Um, so were you disappointed in week one? Honestly, no. I mean, so in Vegas, we were – three-point underdogs I believe so I mean I was aware if it felt like an underdog game Mm -hmm. which I thought played in our favor it was kind of like we can kind of go all out we weren't the favorites to win the division at the beginning of the year I think right now it's probably a coin flip I would say we have a game up on the Saints they don't look great they haven't had Michael Thomas but uh, Camara's looked awesome Um, I think we can get them back when we play them I'm trying to remember what week it is but uh, when we play them in um at home November 8th is when we play them at home so that'll be a really good game but um no I mean I it's something you expect you know it's 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 like it's like if you got laid off of a job for 20 years and all of a sudden you're asked to perform at a high level at a very new job that's what Tom Brady's been doing you know and there was all these expectations like just because he has weapons doesn't mean the chemistry is going to be there he's thrown two pick sixes on out routes because um it's just something that comes with chemistry and being with guys and being in a system that you've been in your whole life and this is his first year in one the dude's 43 years old you know, it's like, it's like handing a job to an 85 year old and telling them to do it properly on the first day. You know, he's, he's very old in the market that he's in. Well, I think that's something that like people who don't read into the game as much as someone like you does is that the, the coaching system there seems like it's better for Brady. It might be a better fit. It might be more positive for him, but that doesn't change the fact that it's new and it, he's been doing the same system for 21 years and like you said, now you're just thrown into a completely new thing. It might be better, but it's still an adjustment. Yep. That's why I was big on the, like, no, not overreacting to week one. Um, People love – one <laughs> of the biggest things, especially in, in – in, it's, it's a big narrative in Vegas, and it's, it's in, across mm-hmm. sports, and especially in football, because there's one game a week. So that first week comes, people are starving for football. 
So first week happens, people are throwing out hot takes. They're excited. This team's the best. This team's the worst. It's, it works. it's like you just saw them play. You saw their offense on the field for 10 drives. You just saw them play for three hours. And you think that, like, this team is horrible. Brady's washed. It was all Belichick. They're going to the Super Bowl. Exactly. It's oh, like my God. I have – Brian Hoyer has been playing for Belichick for the last five years, and he looked like a lost puppy last night. Perhaps I have heard – threw five touchdowns last week, and it's his third game in a new system. What I have heard the Brady is washed up take, like, after week one for the last, like, ten Stop. years. Yeah. Like every every year Brady's yeah. done and then he would go and like win a Super Bowl or whatever. You think people would learn by now. You know well, what I, I think mean? People I think people make a lot of money off of being controversial. Um and Brady being washed up is a super controversial thing to say. Um so with COVID, ugh, with um, COVID, COVID, where do you guys see the season going? You see it coming to fruition you see it playing through my I think they're gonna I think Super Bowl will not happen on the first Sunday of February I think it's gonna be I think they'll finish the season but I think it's gonna be well after that um I just I don't see how it's awesome because I've been I've been comparing like leading up to the start of the NFL season I've been comparing a lot the NFL setup uh, to the MLBs and yes while we did see an outbreak there here we are postseason like they're going to get to a world series but when you were just talking about this and I like I think that the NFL is going to fight their damn hardest to finish the season don't get me wrong because of how much criticism they got when they said that they were going to play how much money is relying on the season and Overall, Roger Goodell's pride is on the goddamn line here with this season. But we're about to enter into the winter, like flu season, all things like that. Like the they NFL projected a hundred thousand more deaths before January. COVID or not, the NFL is that sport playing football the way we play football, like in professionally in the NFL. They they get the worst season to play in outdoors in most stadiums and things like that. So it's really going to be a test to what they're going to do. Do I see them also maybe with they get to uh, the end of regular season going into a bubble style format into playoffs? Yes. I think that is a serious conversation that they should have and have a plan to do something like that. And I, but I also, with that being said, they just released these new guidelines after one outbreak. So yes, I can tell that they are taking it seriously. Like I said, video systems in stadiums, they also are limiting the number of free agents tryouts per week. And they also added in that they're placing bans on gatherings outside of team facilities. I thought that was like already a thing that we as a society. Well, I also thought we weren't having fans. And then the stadiums are like packed. And I'm like, where are you people coming from? So I think maybe after this outbreak, they weren't even going to say, hey guys, let's like not have fans. Like, how about that? So I think that's a little stupid. And a lot Mm -hmm. of this is covering their ass type of things. But I think that if there is another outbreak, if they don't change their approach, like actually they're never going to finish the season. And I think they want to so bad that they're going to do a lot to get it done. So it's going to be really interesting overall. It's fine. The Super Bowl and the NBA finals are just going to happen at the same time. It's going to be, it's going to be a great weekend. Oh my God. Yeah. That would never happen. (laughs) They mentioned I, never I really, say never. They mentioned uh, uh, like a week eighteen type of thing where they just kind mm-hmm. of create it and push everything back for teams because I, 
you have a team, say you have a team on week 16, they've already had their bye week and everything, and it's a big playoff game. Um, like say, say the thing, Patriots Chiefs, say the Patriots are vying for a playoff spot and it's like week 15 and, and Cam Newton's out. He has COVID. And they're yeah. playing for their playoff lives. But yeah. I, I just, I don't see where you draw the line in terms of postponing a game because say we, all right, let's go even crazier. Say who, who's like a, say the Colts are playing week 17 against the um, Titans for that, for the AFC South title, mm-hmm. they're playing for the division and second place, you miss the playoffs or maybe they're playing for a wild card spot. And um, all of a sudden, you know, uh, Derek Henry and Ryan Tannehill have both test positive like a day before the game. And the wild card games are set up for next week. The playoffs are set. It's, it's like the night game. It's come, you know, mm-hmm. the playoffs are set other than a few spots that have to be decided on week 17, that being one of them do you do what you just did with the Patriots and Chiefs? Do you play the game? And then all of a sudden the second string running back and the second string quarterback, I don't even know who their backup is, are playing for the Titans in a game that they might get into in the wild card round that Tannehill and Derrick Henry may not even be able to play in. Like, do you put yeah. the whole league on hold because one team has is, is got the short end of the stick in terms of contracting COVID? And well, then say they do end up – or they don't end up playing the game because they don't think it's fair – what if the Patriots miss the game by one or miss the playoffs by one game? Yeah. Well, they, I think it's also like – The Chiefs without their most important player. The, the – how am I going to say this? The quality the, of game is going to go down as the season goes on. I mean, the Patriots-Chiefs was one of the most exciting matchups last season, and it was an absolute snore last night. Mm-hmm. And I know yeah. – and, and I know, like, things have changed, whatever, but I'm sorry, Cam Newton and Patrick Mahomes – would have been a fantastic freaking game. Yeah, it would have regardless been awesome if Brady was the quarterback or yeah, not. Yeah, it doesn't matter. That would have been a great game, and it just wasn't because of whatever happened. Maybe it wasn't going to be a good game anyways, but whatever, and it, that's how it worked out. I think the way also that the, N, the NFL operates on this week-by-week basis has this assumption that people will – players will get COVID and recover to be ready for the next, the next week, and that's just not how it works. Cam well, that's what the whole testing, the NFL, this guidelines is based off for that. the next two months. Like we, you don't know how it's going to affect. He could get whatever all of it happened. is assuming that they're asymptomatic. That's yeah, the problem, exactly. And they're making which a lot of assumptions about it. Which, like Dave said, when you're making all these assumptions, you put the whole season at risk and kind of the level of competition at risk and however it's going to work out. Because week 16 comes and we don't know what it's going to look like. We don't know what the playoffs are going to look like. So. I don't know. This is why I don't like predicting anything anymore. I would <laughs> because say you can't only... predict anything like in this time. You really no. can't because you have no idea what's going to happen. If he's asymptomatic, that's obviously the best case scenario for his, for his health, the quality of the game, the viewership, everything else. But like you just said, he could be out for two months. It could be terrible as he could decide to opt out for that to happen. He could get, he could totally recover and be like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm out. And I think the one thing that the NFL does have going for them is they have that, I would say, month buffer of mm-hmm. the month of February where it's, it's a pretty dead time in the world of sports, especially mm-hmm. because the NBA season, that's usually when the NBA season gets kind of exciting and playoffs start, you know, building up at least implications. That'll probably be a pushback. That won't be happening. The, yeah. game, the NFL, yeah. NBA might not even start on Christmas. So it's going to be like a month into the season. That February is going to be really boring. And, 
And it gives the NFL a lot of room to just say, all right, we're going to push this back. We're going to push everything back. They could theoretically push things back and start the Super Bowl in the first week of March. Yeah. Because the only thing they're probably trying to avoid if it does happen is March Madness. That's something that could cut into the revenue a bit and something they probably don't want to be playing the Super Bowl yeah. or any of the playoffs. Today. We don't know if we're going to have March Madness, obviously. Exactly. So that's, that's assuming it happens. But, so I think uh, it's like, it's kind of almost like too early to tell, but if... If we work for the NFL, I'm making plans right now. Like yep. every scenario. And if they're not, it's they're crisis management is what it we is. We watched baseball not make any decision until they have to. Yeah. And that was a shit show from their point, for them. And then from like a PR point of view, it was a disaster. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you have to have your bases covered. And I trust, no, you know what? I'm not even going to say shit. I don't <laughs> trust to make the right decision. Well, like and that. then there's like the human element to it where we have to ask ourselves, like when they report back and say only two players tested positive for COVID in the NFL this week, that is too, too many. Like I'm controversial take for some football's not worth dying over. And when you think like the way that this spreads so quickly one case in the NFL could mean 10 cases outside of the NFL and like the level of infection and the populations and the workers and things like that. It's just not worth it. It's just not. And headlines are just talking about the players, let alone staff and what it takes to run a 32 teams in a professional sports league. The staff and then the staff's families and their families and everybody they come into contact with. There just needs to be a better plan because there should be zero cases from this. If we're going to do it, there needs to be no cases. And I think the thing to just almost bottom line it all is the Mm -hmm. thing that happened yesterday that we saw is a stance from the NFL that is saying we're playing if your player or your key player contracts COVID. Yeah. So like this, I, if I had to guess, is going to really piss off a fan base down the road because it's probably already set, upset a few Patriots fans because their best quarterback didn't get to play. We're talking about on the field mm-hmm. in terms of that. But their best I quarterback agree. didn't get to play in one of their bigger games of the season. Sure, it's week four. Patriots fans will get over it. They're still probably going to make the playoffs based on what we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm saying, when it's a team in the hunt late in the season – and their big player can't play because he got COVID-19, and the NFL has to say, we can't go back on our what we did in week four. We can't go they back They just on. set a precedent. It's not fair to the Patriots. Right. It's not. It's not fair to the Patriots and their players if they let a team like, the say, the Titans, say Tannehill or Henry or both, because it's very possible they both get it. Say they both get it, and they're like, we're going to play. Then what do you – you have to make sure your second stringers are ready to go. Yeah. I mean, you, maybe you start giving more reps to them in practice. I, I really don't know how you go about it because if, it, if that's how you end your season on something that you obviously couldn't see coming, if it's an injury, so be it. But it's something like this. Yeah. They, the NFL has to has – to, they can't not play the game because, you know, Patriots – I'd be horribly upset if I was a Patriots fan and that happened. Yeah, I think it's just – I mean, what's that saying? Like, plant, fail to plan, plan to fail. Exactly. That whole thing. Like, Well, guys, I have <sighs> one more really important question. Yes. Before we head out. Okay. Guessing game. What? Okay. If you had to pick a number, including the two Monday night games that we've already seen, mm-hmm. including how many dual Monday night football games are we going to see for the remainder of this season? Mm-hmm. Well, there, there's, well there's, we should see one every week if, if we're making good decisions. Okay, wait, there's 13 which weeks we're not. 
they don't do them on week 17, which they might end up having to do. There's, there isn't one scheduled for week 17 ever. Week 17 is just going to be a full slate of games because Monday. everything's going to get so messed up. <laughs> um, a full slate on Monday. Take the day off. Um, put how many, how many weeks exactly do we have left? We have 13, 13 if you include week 17. But there's no dual Monday night for week 17, so kind of 12. I'm going. Are we doing like Wheel of Fortune closest without, not Wheel, yeah, Wheel of Fortune closest without going over? No, that's the price is right. Price is right. Or are we doing like guess the lines? Like, are we doing over under? I'm going to, I'm going to just. Put over under. I'm going to go six. Okay. I was going to say six. He's going six. There we go. We're on. If you guys are going six, I'm taking the over. Over? I I think I would say that's the safe bet. Yeah. But what people did forget is we went three, yeah, three full weeks without anything. But if we're also, if we're doing prices right, closest without going over, then I'm taking six exactly. But But now we're getting into the winter months. So like you said, the odds of Tannehill and Henry getting it at the same time, that's going to be higher as we go on. You know what I mean? Into the months. And we don't know what COVID's going to look like. And in the winter months. It's also the one of the Chiefs' backups contracted COVID. Jordan Ta- Tamu. I'm trying to remember how to say his name. He was in the XFL. What happens but when you run out of quarterbacks? That's what, I'm, that's what I was about to say. So the quarterbacks hang out all week. I was literally yeah. thinking, I was like, what if Mahomes has it? What, do they go to a third straight? Like, do they sign someone who has no idea how the playbook works? <laughs> Dave, you put imagine? your cleats on. Get out there. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, a, a guy that – It's like always work. sunny in Philadelphia when they call all the fans in to try out for the Eagles. It's like um, – So if, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> if you have a team, like I said, like, like picture the, the, the Philadelphia Eagles playing week 17, like, Tuesday night football – in the snow <laughs> and and they just signed some dude we have never heard of and he just learned the playbook came out of Marist so college <laughs> he just, yeah he just he just he just learned the playbook on Thursday and because all the quarterbacks contracted covid because all they do is hang out and throw footballs in practice just like, throw toddlers footballs. in there and let them chase a ball it's like this dude's playing for an entire city's playoff cha- it, it, it's it's going to get really messy before it gets any better and All I'm right. so excited for it. Dave, well, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you for joining us. We're going to let you go to class and not make you thank late. You. Um, I, I do have one parting question for you. Um, it's not really a question. I heard that um, you were feeling a little guilty, not guilty, but bad, because um, on March 13th or around that week, you were uh, making a lot of people feel better about COVID, saying we'll be back in two weeks. Don't worry about it. I would. Um, that is the the hot, such an old takes exposed moment. Oh my goodness! Me and Will were like, ah, we'll be back. Don't right. sweat it. Yeah, you no, I'll, I'll give you guys the credit. You were trying to make everybody feel, everybody was super sad. And you were like, it's okay. We're going to see each other in two weeks. COVID said, <laughs> I think not. Yeah, COVID no. said, I think not. I haven't seen you in seven months Say now. less. <laughs> um, Dave Connolly, friend of the pod, thank you for coming on. Good luck with thank your you bets this week. Um, and we will talk to you. Well, you'll come back. Come I'll back. be back. You'll be you'll back. See All right. I'll we'll basketball season. Dave Connolly is just a fantastic human, and he is, like, one of those he's, people. He has a giant brain. He is one of those like, people that is smart. so smart about, like, the most the obscure topics. Like, he knows so much about, like, sports betting, and I've had, like, very, very long conversations with him about college basketball, and, like, there's so many 
minute details that go into like March Madness and things like that, that just the general public like doesn't realize. Um, so he's awesome. Follow him on Twitter, whatever, Twitter, whatever, follow him on Twitter, read centerfieldmaris.com. Um, before we close out, let's talk moment of the week. Uh, we will announce the winner for last week's moment of the week um, later today via, via social, social media. media at throw in no G underscore down. Jess, um, this was probably the craziest week since we started the podcast. And I don't want to speak too soon because I'm like, well, then what's going to happen next week? So I had trouble picking a moment because there was just like far too much going on and not a lot of like heartwarming stuff either. Like everything was just like pretty generally awful. Um, but what do you have for your moment of the week? Well, so like you said, crazy week. I had to go because I have been so consumed with football. Um, and like I said, I work at a restaurant usually all day on um, Sunday. So a lot of my brain's retention goes to the four o'clock or the primetime games on Sunday night, Monday and Thursday also. So I have to say this, the only reason I was paying attention to this game was because like I mentioned, I had forgot to pick up a new defense for my fantasy football team. So I was really banking on the Eagles because I had the Steelers in my defense, COVID, blah, blah, blah. 49ers rookie though had made me sweat to my core. Brandon Aoki's leaping touchdown over the Eagles defenders for a touchdown. Um, He's a product of Arizona State. It was so cool. Twitter went nuts. I remember I was sitting on my couch watching it. I was like half asleep from working all day. I had my contacts out. So I was watching a TV with no glasses or contacts in, which is Put very it, see hard it. because I could really not see. And I was like, well, I remember it like caught my attention and I was like, oh my God, what the fuck? And like, I didn't really like get to seriously like indulge in it. And like, I walked up and was standing like right next to the TV and I was like, watch the replay and like his legs, he almost did like a full split in the air. He jumped so high, like that kid has hops. He's obviously going to be great, but that didn't say anything for the Eagles defense because they got a pick six and I won that week 18 points from the Philadelphia Eagles on defense so sorry Brandy Brandon Aku you are my moment of the week but you uh didn't do enough damage to win the game. um so my moment of the week is there was this viral video of this guy um skateboarding down the street drinking cranberry juice out of the container and listening to dreams or it was like set to dreams by Fleetwood Mac. Um, and so it's like a, it's a, my whole moment is like this thing. It's a, that guy posted the video because that was just like the most soothing thing to watch. It was so funny because I was just like, he is just vibing. And then it was like, he was just absolutely, I was like, this is what it looks like when someone is just vibing. I was like, this is the definition. And then it gets better. Mick Fleetwood of Fleetwood Mac recreated the video. I'm a huge, huge Fleetwood Mac fan. Um, so I saw this and my jaw dropped. I was like, this is amazing. Whoever this guy was, doing it originally amazing i love you mick fleetwood amazing i love you that's my moment of the week we all need some wholesomeness we all need some good vibes um so that was my moment of the week i love that and like that guy's gonna be like oh yeah like 
I went viral. I don't when like, a celebrity remade my. Well, movie. I'm like, did he do this intentionally to go viral, or was he just like vibing? I don't know. I That's why I like about vibing. it. So, um, all right, tweet of the week. I'm also gonna preface this one by saying I went through my bookmark tweets and was like, how do I pick just one? <laughs> um, so Jess, what do you got? So I love I've when told you start you laughing for this because. Lily said that she, I think my earring just fell out. Anyway, so Lily said, it did. Lily said to me that I have so many good tweets. Twitter was electric this past week, which it was. And if you're not on Twitter, I, again, don't know how to help you. Um, my tweet, I told her, don't worry. Like, it doesn't even need to be sportsy. We've been doing this for two, mm-hmm. 12 weeks now. Not every time have our tweets been sports related. And again, mine. I feel like they rarely are. They rarely are because Twitter is just a electric zone of great takes and sentences and wonderful things. So mine is again, not sports, but I just is so funny. Um, From like a non-verified random Twitter user, awesome take, quote, Giving a man a second chance is like reheating McDonald's. <laughs> oh my god. That's because so Because it's so funny and so true. Oh my so, gosh. Wow. I'm so glad I didn't know that. Because, like, you can't that was really good. Reheat, like, McDonald's. You can't reheat McDonald's. And if you do, you take a bite and you're like, nah, this nah. one definitely better the first time I'm gonna throw this. You're like, I could have done without this. Um like, this doesn't make my stomach feel great. I'm just going to go now. So my tweet is, um, someone tweeted, decades I have been alive in so far. And then it's a list. 1990s, 2000s, 2010s, early 2020, March through May of 2020, June, July 2020, August, September 2020, October 1st, 2020, October 2nd, 2020. Um, because like we said, there was just like no way to keep up with everything this week. I was up till like 4am every night. And usually if I'm up late, I'm like, oh, there's nothing going on. Like I'm bored. Was and so I was like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen next? Oh God, what? <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so this has been another episode of the show where we talk about all the non-sports parts of sports. I can never say that sentence right. The non-sports sports parts of sports. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this has been another episode of Throwing Down with Jess and Lily. I'm Lily Caffrey Levine. I'm Jess King. And it's never just sports. We will see you next time. Have a good week.